Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And what we're doing again today is going a little bit beyond um, the teaching of Rob's teaching, Pastor Rob's teaching on Daniel chapter 2 that we had at an men's event a week or so ago. And we're going to look at um, Daniel chapter 2 and talk about a little bit more of the implications that he didn't have time to tease out or that we just saw and thought of uh, since then. So on the podcast today, I do have Pastor Rob with me. Hello, guys. I've also got Kevin Knorr. 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 Gosh. You've been doing so well. Kevin Knorr. And I also have Alex Tate. How's it going, guys? And I'm not going to say your titles. All right. I'm just going to say we've heard it enough. They should right? know it by now. They should know yeah, it enough. They got it. They got That's it. right. They know it. My bad. All right, guys. So we are in Daniel chapter 2. And this is what I found very interesting. Last time we talked about that... God's people had been given God's law, and therefore the law and God was above every form of government. Every government had to um, relate under God's law, or they were going to be idolatrous and ultimately destroyed and have some kind of chaos, right? Mm -hmm. So we made, the Bible makes this audacious claim that if God isn't God, then chaos is going to ensue, Mm -hmm. Right? Nebuchadnezzar, he's outside the kingdom. He says, I'm God. Who are your gods? Whatever. I I determine what's what's right and wrong, right? And here's how chapter 2 starts in verse 1. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, (laughs) year 2. Year 2. This is funny. (laughs) Year 2. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His spirit was troubled, troubled, and sleep left him. All right. This This is a result of idolatry. This is a result of not of you claiming to have an authority that you don't have. You can't keep it all together. You can't keep all the kingdom together. You can't even keep your sleep together. <laughs> That's how powerless you actually are. A man yep. with no sleep. Uh, and he's ruling? That, that's a bad situation. <laughs> Dude, you know what I mean? It is. If you Once you start losing sleep, so he's, he's anxious, he's troubled. Mm-hmm. He's having dreams. His yeah. spirit is troubled. And sleep left him. You know, the Proverbs talk about the weight of a broken spirit, a troubled spirit has upon a person, that it it weighs you down. It wears you out, right? What used to be easy is no longer easy anymore. So this arrogant king who claimed to have power that he did not actually have Mm. is now being crushed under the weight of his claims. Yeah. Right? And and he's starting, he's starting, we're going to see this downfall. So a troubled spirit, he's having dreams, and he's losing sleep, and his grip on life and his kingdom and reality is, begin to, is beginning to unwind. Yep. Right? And, um, yeah, so what does he do? He... Has, he has one dream that really scares him, yeah. right? And so he, so he calls all these, his best of the best, right? Yep, experts, yep. All the experts who are 10 times dumber <laughs> than God's people that we saw in the last chapter, right? right. All, all these experts. He calls them together. He says, all right, guys, I've had a really weird dream. And he knew there was some significance to it. <clears throat> and he said, 
tell me my dream and tell me my inter- interpretation, which is interesting, right? Yeah. It's interesting because as you pointed out, like he's giving them what they, these guys think is an impossible task. Yeah. Yeah, they identified as impossible. Nobody can tell. No man. They say they they're absolutely right. No human can can do what you're telling us to do. This is a precedent. This has not been asked of. They even point that out that this has not been asked of by any other. No other king has done this, and so he is putting. He's setting a precedent, and uh, he is asking them to do what they know they cannot do. Uh, and, and and the cool thing is is that they do have a sense of it they know that only the gods you know mm. so they do point that out they say only the gods are the ones who can really know what dreams are and of course it's plural gods and and such and so they at least have some semblance of the truth and where they mm. where they can get the answer but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because so they're saying basically you've set the bar too high yeah which shows us that previous kings and probably nebuchadnezzar himself has previously set the bar low and what does the low bar mean? Oh, here's my dream. You guys tell me what it means. And then people, you know, they're probably, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this probably means this, and it means yeah. that, and it means, and you can make it up. Mm. You can make it up. And he knows these guys have made it up in the past, yeah. and their dreams, it, it, didn't co- it didn't come to fruition. It didn't actually happen. Yeah. But he knows there's something so powerful. Well, yeah. we know God gave him this vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he knows there's something so real about this. I got to know for certain yeah. what it is. So you guys have to tell me, and he's, he won't back off. Yeah. You have tell me what my dream is and, to, and tell me the interpretation. He wants to be a mind reader. <laughs> he does. That's exactly what he's yeah. asking, wanting them to be a mind reader. He says, the, the thing that the king asks is difficult, and no one can show it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh (laughs) until it was. (laughs) Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, it is. Whose dwelling is not with flesh. So they're claiming right there to not have access to the gods. Yeah. All right. Whatever they're doing with astrology and, Mm. you know, all sorcery Mm. and enchant. I mean, these are the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers. And they're, they're saying we don't have access to the gods. Right. Which more than likely means that, and I don't um, comment on the Prince of Egypt, the, the Disney movie or whatever. <laughs> it always bugs me that when, when Moses did the miracles, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. then the, mm-hmm. the enchanters, they were like faking it. And right. they were like, it was like sleight of hand. Right. The Bible never says it was fake. Right. They were probably tapping into some little demonic power. Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't, they, it was just minuscule compared to, to God's power. Mm-hmm. We're not told here that these guys are 100% faking it up or faking it, making it up. Magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, they were probably tapping into some, you know, little, small, dark art, dark demon, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they knew it, the power that we have is small. Right. It's not big enough to read minds and then predict the future. They knew their limits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the king, when he hears all of his best men can't do it, he freaks out. Yeah, he really does. Angry and very furious. And, <laughs> and then he says, I'm just going to, as as one of the, <laughs> Colton, there on Sunday, or on, on Saturday, uh, what do you call that? Uh, drain the drain swamp. Drain the swamp. 
swamp. He's going to drain the swamp. He, he oh, literally says, okay, goodness. fine. Take all the elites and kill them. Yeah, we're just going to kill them all. Wow. Now, now, Super reasonable. Yeah, yeah, right. Now He's kind of lost his reason at this point, but yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's what happens to anyone who puts themselves above God. Right. Mm. Look at the elites in our society. Look how many of them lose their mind. Yeah. Kill themselves. Kill themselves, yeah. go on benders, go crazy, talk crazy, do horrible things. Look what's, look what's happened in, look, look at the leaders in China, look at the leaders in North Korea, North Korea these godless places that claim to be above God. Yeah. Look what happens. How do crazy people get to the top? Right? It, it's, it's, it's a na- I don't want to say it's a natural law, but it's something that God's, God's, God's baked in. Yeah. God's baked into the story of humanity so he literally and think about this i had a dream i can't understand it i'm not sleeping well i'm frustrated so i'm going to kill all my elites right what would that do to your kingdom (laughs) destroy your kingdom it's crazy (laughs) at this point yeah Yeah. it's absolute it's absolute it doesn't make logical sense doesn't make logical sense right now what's interesting is that he's really responding to god's grace in, in a terrible way because really God has graciously, re, you know, in one sense revealed him. And I think it's interesting that you look at Nebuchadnezzar in his life that it seems that God is trying to help him understand his place in the world. In one sense, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if that was God's intent for a repentance or, or to, to turn to him, but he certainly was helping him see his place in the universe. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, God didn't have to show him his, this dream. But God does show him this dream, and as we're going to find out, you know, of course, later in the chapter, he actually gives him the, interp- the interpretation of the dream so he can understand where he fits within within the universe, and unfortunately, he doesn't respond well to that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we know through the rest of the book, he shows him it several times. Yes, God he shows does. up several yeah, times. Yeah. So he issues this edict, go kill all my elites. Obviously, we know <laughs> we know Daniel and, and uh, the other wise men were from, from Jerusalem were a part of those elites. Daniel hears this whisper, and he goes to kind of whoever's this guy that's over over the elite. What was his name? Uh, Ariok, yeah. uh, captain of the king's guard, who's actually the one who's been tasked to go out and kill the wise men of Babylon, probably him and, and the other individuals. He's come to Daniel and his friends, and this is when Daniel, Daniel discovers, oh, <laughs> the king's going to do what? <laughs> kill us all? Kill us all for why? Oh, because none of them can interpret dreams. And then he's like, okay, um, hold on. Let's push pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's push pause. Why is he gash- acting so rashly? Would you set up a time uh, so that I could meet with the king? Mm-hmm. I'll interpret his dream. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Sorry. W- w- one thing I find interesting about this is Daniel and his friends are counted among the wise men, but for whatever reason, they just weren't there. They weren't required or requested or... For some reason, they were providentially not there. Right. I just think that's, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and, and when you come to that verse 14 where he says, and uh, when he replied with prudence and discretion, that's the thing mm. that really stood out to me is that he was, he responded wisely. So that prudence, the word, the prudence there is, is this, this kind of wise, uh, you know, management of one's affairs. Mm. So he was wise. And the second thing is discretion is a, is a word that speaks of not wanting to offend. So, you, so you're, you're approaching in a way that's not unnecessarily offensive. Yeah. 
And that was what struck me so hard as I was reading this of you've got this contrast between this this man, this this Nebuchadnezzar who has placed himself in a position that he doesn't he doesn't belong, and that is that he thinks he's the the one who can make all the decisions and, and rules over the universe, it mm-hmm. you know, almost seems like. And uh, he's the one who's losing his mind. But then you have Daniel and then Daniel and his friends who they are able to, in the, in the face of this, I mean, you know, life-threatening situation, they respond with wisdom and they respond in such a way that they're not causing any offense, unnecessary offense, in order to, you know, get some time to actually then deal with the, deal with the issue. And there's such a contrast between the characters of this story that is wonderful I think for us, as we are facing, you know, that we face these things, you know, regularly where we, we think, wow, the world is coming unraveled in front of me. And it, it, it's easy to get caught up into that mm. and get caught up into feeling like there's no hope. And you just kind of, you know, you almost and unfortunately, oh with our, our social media and, yeah. and you know, you want to you want to react. Yeah. Uh, you know, how often do you want to react to something you see on a post? And I think that Daniel is showing us that, no, you, you know, if we know who God is and if we recognize that he's the one who's in control and as we come down to his prayer that God is the one who is the, you know, the, in the universe, the yeah. controller of the universe, we can respond in such a better way to not offend unnecessarily, but to also bring in truth into yeah. the situation. And again, we come to, he had been prepared for this moment. Yes. He knew the story that God rules the kingdoms of men, but men in their idolatry want to seek absolute power Mm -hmm. and claim to have a position of God that God has, but God is even in control of those men. And so I'm on the winning side here. So I'm going to step into this and I'm going to, I'm going to get an ear from the King. And I'm, I think, I think God, if God before me, who can be against me? Right, Right. Right. I heard a, I heard one guy say this. He says, he said, listen, Stop saying, I just can't, I'm so sad that my kids have to grow up in this society. Mm. He says, he says, listen, if you're, that's like, if we're raising, if we're raising, uh, you know, giant killers, that's like saying, oh, I'm so sad there's that many giants in the land. Yeah. Like, or if you're raising dragon slayers, oh, I'm so sad that there's that Could many dragons. dragons. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what they're here for. Yeah. They're yeah. here to slay dragons. Yeah. Like we are in a society of, of idolatry, and we're here mm-hmm. to smash idols. Yeah, that's right. Our kids are meant to be raised to smash idols, to, to do what Daniel is doing in this position, to keep a level head, to know his God, to know his place and his position and his gifts. You mm-hmm. see this here as well. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I love it because I just see this juxtaposition of clarity mm-hmm. and courage. Mm-hmm. He's not freaking out. Don't kill us. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, can I get an ear with the king? Because I can tell him his dream. Mm-hmm. That is incredibly bold. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because if he didn't, he could have got his head chopped off or something, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we haven't been told in the story that God has revealed the dream to him. We've been told from chapter one that Daniel had the gift of yes. interpreting dreams. Right. But Daniel here is a you could, I mean, this may be his faith, but it sounds a little presumptive. I'm going to step out here. No, it wasn't presumptive. He knew God me, God had me here for a reason. Right. I've been exiled. I've been brought here for a moment like this. And mm-hmm. guess what? I have the gift of dreaming, of interpreting dreams. And this guy's had a dream. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll do it for you. It seems like what does he not have the gift of, though? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the guy is, I mean, everything everyone's looking for, right? He, yeah, he is. <laughs> He's the guy that we all get jealous. He's good looking, smart. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. And he can interpret and dreams. Can interpret Man, dreams. Wow. Okay. All right, Justin Timberlake. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's remarkable, though, when you think about his circumstance, because if he looked only at his circumstance, he could have crumbled. And here's why I say that. He is actually an exile. He actually was one who was, in a sense, captured and taken. You know, it, it would seem, if you just looked at your circumstance as a Jew, you would think, well, maybe Nebuchadnezzar and his gods are greater than our God. But even in that, and that's how it was interpreted. That was how it certainly was interpreted by Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon, the Babylonians, that whoever they conquered, they must their gods must be better than the gods, the, the people that they conquered. But Daniel knows, oh, no. God's the one who plants the kings, and God's the one who roots them up, yeah. you know? And so he knows, okay, I'm here, as you pointed out, I'm here because God is the one who is the king of the heavens. And, and, and this, he knew that because he knew his biblical history. Yeah. Mm. He said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, you mean this is the new pharaoh? Right. Like, I've already seen this before. Right. We, we were, we were, we were refugees for 400 years, yeah. right? My people. And there was a guy before you who claimed to be yeah. one of the gods. Yeah. And I remember what Moses did to him. <laughs> and so maybe I'm the new Moses. Right. Maybe God's doing, maybe God's doing that again here mm -hmm. in, this, in this situation. Mm -hmm. And we need to know our biblical history. We need to go back and see their kingdoms, governments, mm -hmm. kings, rulers, tyrants. This is what they do. They claim to have authority over the human person that they don't have. Yeah. And they, and God humbles them. God yeah. knocks them off their perch. And God uses his people to accomplish that mission, right? Yep. And so, <laughs> I love verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah and his companions and then told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. <laughs> hey, guys, um, I kind of made a deal. <laughs> uh -oh. I told them we could do this. <laughs> and they're like, seek mercy. And you know they prayed. They prayed that night. Yes, yeah, they yeah. did. Yes, they did. Yeah, and I think that that is the key, uh, you know, I, the whole idea that they knew that God is merciful, and they also knew that God is the God of heaven. And if there's anybody who can tell us this, and who's good to us, it's God, and so let's go for it. Let's pray. But yeah, yeah that had to have been quite a conversation. You did what? <laughs> you said what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. can't remember what someone said, uh, but they were talking about how he didn't think about the consequences. Um, it was a question or a comment that someone said during... Um, your, um, your, mm -hmm. your your lecture, and he was just talking about how he took the risk without even knowing the consequence, and he was trusting God in the midst of that. And I think you kind of went on and, and talked about how we should be doing the same thing in our culture. Yeah. And I just thought no, that not was not really knowing. Good. It wasn't that he didn't know the consequence; it was that he did it. He did it full, knowing the consequence, but he was more he was more convinced about obeying God yeah, yeah. than he was yep. in, in was. suffering the consequence. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like. Oh, if I speak out, I might lose my job. Right. I, he knows if he speaks out, he, he and he and he's wrong. Yeah. His head's coming off. He's 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 being killed. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he's not he's not making a decision over what's most comfortable for me. How is this going to work out for me? Yeah. He's saying he's literally saying what's right. Yeah. What's God calling me to do here? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, God's raised me up for such a time as this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think what they were referring to is the fact that they did. He wasn't making decisions. Well, based upon the consequence, he was making decisions upon who God is and what God was calling him to do. Yeah. What is right in this moment? Yeah. And I, and how often do we face that? I mean, you know, we face this moment. I'm I'm sure that you know we all can have stories of well, do I do what is right here or oh, man, if I do what's right, I know this could be the outcome. Uh, but God's calling us do what's right. Mm-hmm. You know. Trust me on this. Trust mm-hmm. my mercy. Trust my the fact yeah, that I'm yeah. sovereign, and I will work this out for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought that was a good observation. Yeah, yeah it is a good yeah, observation. So, yeah. so Daniel, they pray. That night, God reveals the whole thing to him. He wakes up in the morning and <laughs> preaches a sermon or sings a hymn. <laughs> sings a hymn. He sings. He yeah. doesn't just preach. He yep. sings a <laughs> and uh, he just praises God like yeah. that. God and this is just a this is singing his faith yeah. that God is sovereign and Nebuchadnezzar is not. Yeah. yeah. Right? He, God changes times and season. He removes kings and sets up kings. Yeah. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what's in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God, my fathers, I give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and might and made known to me what we asked of you. Answers prayer, right? Mm. For you have made known to us the king's matter. So he just gives all the praise to God for this revelation. And then he goes before the king. And I, one of the things I loved about when he goes before the king mm-hmm. is the first thing he does is acknowledge. Hold on. Before I give you the answer here, yeah. I want to remind you. How worthless all of your wise men are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? He said, he answers the king and says, No wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the, the mystery that the king has asked. But there is a God in heaven yes. who reveals mysteries and has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Yeah. He's just right there. And and this is like the humble confidence. Right. Right? Before we saw just the humility of and that, and that of going before Arioch and saying, here we have the humble confidence. He's like, before I tell you what the stream's about, <laughs> let me remind you, none of your wise men could do this, and there's only one person who can do this, and that's the God of heaven who reveals mysteries. You, and, and that's a subtle way of saying, there's somebody above you. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the beauty of that is that he, he includes himself in the wise men. I mean, he's, he's me as well, because he even goes down a little bit further. He says, but as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me not because of any wisdom that I have mm-hmm. more than all the living. Yep. So he's making sure it's not because of me. Man, you know, just There because. is a God in the heavens who reveals mysteries. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that is offensive and challenging Nebuchadnezzar's entire worldview. Yes. There is no one above me yeah. in, in Nebuchadnezzar's mind. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, just pointing it out. He's just putting his finger on, on the wound and he's saying, oh yeah, there, there is a God in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And so he, he tells him the whole vision and it is uh, basically, you want to explain the vision just briefly? Yeah, well, it's it's the you know the dream uh, that Nebuchadnezzar has is this this uh, this image and, and it's really a revelation or revealing of four kingdoms 
first the Babylon kingdom, and then it goes down. He, the next one is the Persian kingdom, and then it goes to the Greek kingdom, and then to the Roman kingdom. Kingdoms, and so he's he's revealing kingdoms that are coming. Uh, but what's probably I don't know if this is what was troubling Nebuchadnezzar so much, but there's then a fifth kingdom that comes, and it's made it's made it's a rock. Yeah. That, so so yeah. the and the kingdoms get progressively. Oh, yes worse yes or le- less powerful less, less beautiful, beautiful yeah. Yeah, yeah so it gold, goes gold silver yeah. what, bronze and then it's clay and iron clay and iron so yeah. it's a mixed kingdom yeah that's not solid it's not and that's the roman that's yeah, the roman, that's roman king. Arm, yeah. and then there's a rock cut out yeah that smashes the feet right and yeah. we and that's that's the christ right mm. the great cornerstone of the kingdom of god mm. and and that smashes that kingdom and um and so he tells Daniel, or Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar this dream, interprets it for him. So in Nebuchadnezzar's mind, he's the head of gold. He, <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a gold. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Which, and then in the next chapter, he sets up a statue of gold. Of gold. <laughs> now, is that like, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but is that like the worst interpretation yeah, like, yeah that's the oh, worst application yeah. of the interpretation Since is, i'm the gold head let's make <laughs> an idol of gold exactly yeah, yeah, yeah he doesn't he doesn't understand or he doesn't he, it's almost like oh it doesn't he doesn't understand what god is trying to tell him which is that by the way there is this kingdom that's going to come that's that's made not by hands so it's very clear this is not made by hands it's a rock and that that rock crushes this image that he has dreamed so it it not only crushes the iron and clay and the and the bronze and the silver; it also crushes the gold, and to to a great to a level that it it it's um, like dust. And and then the dream, the the dust, the wind blows the dust away. Oh, there's so no, good. you know, there's no trace yeah. of these kingdoms. And that shows uh, you like the difference. Like, so Nebuchadnezzar doesn't really care what's going to happen after him. No. Oh yeah. He's like he's here for himself. And so when he sees, oh, down, there's going to be kingdoms after you, and then everything's going to get knocked down, it's going to be blown away, all the kingdoms of men get blown away, he's like, but you're telling me I'm gold. <laughs> That's all he got out of it. That's all. <laughs> but you're telling me I'm the head of gold. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so, my goodness. So the, that's what he gets. And then, but look at, what was Nebuchadnezzar's response? Uh, his response, in that moment, he falls upon his face, paid homage to Daniel, commanded that an offering and incense be offered up to him. The king answered and said to Daniel, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. And he gave Daniel high honors, many great gifts, and and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel made a request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon but David remained at the king's court. So we have, like, God has d- done something very gracious to Nebuchadnezzar and, and, and through Daniel, yeah. right? Through yeah. a man of God who is willing to stay true to his principle and not, if Daniel would have um, caved in in chapter one and would have st- not stood his principles and would have, he would have been probably, it's called syncretization. He would have been syn- trying to, uh, basically mold himself into Babylonian religion, he probably would have drifted away from his gifts and yeah. from his calling. And from, yeah. But he was the man of God in this moment. He remained true to God. And when the time 
when the dragon showed up, he was in he shape. Was yep. He was in shape to kill to kill the dragon. Yeah. Right. And so he does it. God uses it. And Nebuchadnezzar falls down and basically worships God for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledges God's authority, acknowledges God's sovereignty in the moment. And in chapter two, you're, you, you think, wow, maybe revival's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe the kingdom of Babylon is gonna become the kingdom of God, right? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe there's gonna be renewal and restoration that's gonna happen. But if you know the story of God and you know the story of man, um, you know, many a times we we maybe acknowledge God in a moment of of absolute in a moment where we can't deny Him, but then the next day, yeah. when that power comes back and and everything else, then we we exalt ourselves yeah. once again. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, God have mercy on our souls, right? I mean, mm. you just you you begin to see your own depravity in this meaning. You know, the fact that our hearts are our hearts are hard, and we do really need God to soften our hearts yeah. to to cause us to be responsive in the positive way instead of setting up an image like He yeah. did. You know, to actually re- really truly give His life to God. Well, we say, you know, I know it's kind of a, a truism that that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right? Yeah. And that's for men. That's not for God. But this is why we need. Jesus, the humble king, who isn't, or who, that absolute power doesn't corrupt. Right. What does he do with his absolute power? He empties himself yeah. mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. But when mankind gets too much power, any king, any government, any authority, I mean, you see this in school boards, right? Yep. People get a little bit of power mm. and they become brutal. They become yeah. tyrants. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we have to be, we have to be wise, when it, when it comes to that, right? And mm-hmm. we need to call things to repent. That's why we need, I mean, this is in our government, that's why we have separation of powers and yeah. we have different because we, uh, we believe in the doctrine of sin, that every man has this type of tyrant. Yeah, in each, in, in each one of us. In yeah. each one of us. Sure. In each one of us. Sure. Mm. Wow. So, all right. Well, man, that was good. Daniel chapter two was great. Hopefully you guys were blessed by this. I know I have been. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me at Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com or Rob at Rob. Mm-hmm. Is it Rob? Yeah. Rob at Rob. Sacred, sacredcitychurch.com. Um, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.